Welcome to 100 Ways, your simple reminder that you are home wherever you are and that everything is right the way it is right now. I'm your host, Laura Christine, fellow explorer of consciousness and this amazing, beautiful world. Let's get curious, dive into the duh, and find out what's here for us today. Welcome to 100 Ways. This is your daily exploration of self and soul. I'm your host and fellow explorer, Laura Christine. Let's dive in and find our way home. I would love to start this episode by thanking each and every one who has contributed to the creation of this podcast, whether financially at buymeacoffee.com slash 100ways or through your involvement and participation with commenting, with sending audio or written opinions and thoughts about what I'm talking about, or if you've shared what you've been inspired to create through this show. I'm beyond grateful. I appreciate every single one of you, and I truly can't express how much your energy and love mean to me. Jared is starting this episode off with talking about those meetings that his higher self, mind, and body would have amongst themselves during his silence. There would be some conversations where my body is just like, what the hell, man? I'm uncomfortable and mind, you're just off thinking about whatever. And my mind's like, I can't control myself. I'm just this is just happening. And mind and body are just getting angry at each other. And my higher self, my consciousness is like, hey, guys, it's fine. Let's use some love here. Instead of yelling at each other, how can we just acknowledge the truth here? What is the truth? Like mind? Yeah, you're, you're wild. Body, you hurt. This is true right now. We don't need to change it. We just need to see it. So stop judging how wild the mind is, how uncomfortable the body is. It's not good or bad. Acknowledging that is when it, I think things started to happen for me where my mind would be like, okay, I am wild, but I'm going to put some work into paying attention to a specific thing. And so by like day six, I could spend probably 15 to 20 minutes. By that point, it's not just focusing on the sensations of breath on my nose or my upper lip, but it's scanning through my entire body. And I could start at the top of my head and scan my scalp and my face and then my throat and the back of my neck and my shoulders, and my arms, and my chest and my back and pelvis and legs and toes. And pretty soon those scans were happening just like a fluid motion from like top to bottom and like take a breath in and it's this whole scan of all the way down, breath out and the scan would come back up. And it was, I mean, I can't claim that I was spending 10 hours a day doing that because there was still a lot of time when it was like a thought would come into my mind about some cool project I wanted to work on or a relationship that I have or have had or want to have or desires and aversions would start to arise again. But I do think that by day, we'll call it by day eight, the tool of my mind had been significantly sharpened to the point where I was using it in a very deliberate way and began to recognize, going back to what I believe the core of this Vipassana teaching to be, is we have all these sensory organs. We have 
our nose to smell, our eyes to see, our skin and nerves to feel, our ears to hear, et cetera. And so we're always receiving these inputs from the world around us. And our mind, our brain processes those inputs and sends a signal to the body, different parts of the body, to, I ultimately believe, to survive. So you hear a sound, your mind says there's a sound, it's coming from that direction, tense up muscles in this area of the body so that you can respond to that sound because that might be a threat. There's some instant response to every input that our body receives. And by like day eight of this retreat, I was able to start to see that, like see the response happening in my body or not necessarily see it, but to actually feel what was happening. And then to observe that there's a reaction that happens. My mind automatically has a reaction, like a judgment associated with that. Oh, my heartbeat is speeding up. That's bad. The reaction is let's get out of this situation because your heart rate is speeding up. And I would think I was like, not intentionally thinking about things like this, but they would just like other thoughts that would show up. Something like you're on an airplane and someone stands up in the aisle next to you and says, I have a bomb. And my body would start to react to that. My heart rate would speed up and my face would get flushed. And I was able to observe what my reactions were to this and think about like, okay, what does that mean? Now in this moment where I'm having this reaction, instead of just reacting, we can make a choice. We can have a response instead of a reaction. Then it becomes a deliberate thing. And I think this is where like free will starts to come into the equation. Because, I mean, perhaps this is the only point where we have some semblance of free will. We get to make a choice right there. There's a feeling in our body. Our mind knows where that feeling is. We've sharpened our mind to the point where we can see the feeling in our body. And instead of reacting to it, we can make a deliberate response to it. So instead of yelling at my kids because they spilled milk on the table, I'm not saying that's my autumn. This is just an example here, but I can sense, oh, there's anger arising. Like there's this emotion arising in my body because I feel my arms getting tense. And I know that normally when I feel this tension in my muscles, I yell at my kids who did nothing other than just be kids. So what am I going to do? I feel this tension arising, make a choice. And the choice might still be to yell. But at least it's like a deliberate choice instead of just a blind reaction. So yeah, after eight days or so of using my mind to focus on my body, that's where I came to. That's amazing. Okay. I love that you keep saying the word deliberate. It's a word that I like to use as well. Speaking of etymology and me being a nerd about it, deliberate. I mean, it has the word liberate <laughs> embedded in it. And I know Spanish, so day is like of, and it's like, oh, okay, so we're acting in a way that literally liberates us from those unconscious reactions. When we are being deliberate, it literally means we are acting free from our subconscious. Yeah. I'm <laughs> loving that. I don't know if you want to talk about this, but the thing that you shared last time we spoke about how you would talk to yourself in the different parts of your mind. It was different than the puppy and the the higher self and the body. It was the observer and the doer. Yeah. So when I say like my higher self and my mind, I guess the language can be a little bit confusing here because I don't really know what to call these parts. But right. I would say the high like what I just called the higher self is the observer. It's like this part of me that is very wise and doesn't necessarily direct any action that's happening. It's that part of my 
consciousness or existence or whatever, just like is observing what's happening and is like carrying on its own dialogue about what's happening. This is like, I think the part of my consciousness that comes, it's like really obviously online. Let's say someone throws something at me and it's the part of my mind that's like, what are you going to do, man? And my, my mind or my body is like, I'm going to rage. And that observer is like, oh, really? What's that going to do? And the action part of my mind will just be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to rage. That's what I mean when I say there's like an observer and there's the part that takes action or the doer. That's not like language that comes from the Vipassana school of thought. It's more just like how I am trying to label these parts of my brain. We're not really my brain, but my consciousness. And I think that's really helpful because we all can relate to different ways of expressing things. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm seeing it as the observer is like your neutral mind. That part of us that just because of my training, that part of us that sees all input and is really at that point of neutrality about it. There's no right or wrong about anything that it sees. It's simply observing it. And then also the way you're talking, it's like when you're home in yourself, as I talk about so often, I think deliberation happens automatically in that sense, because it doesn't feel like you're really choosing your actions. You're simply following that knowing. And maybe it's because it's so deliberate that it is really free of those subconscious patterns. And um, yeah. we're just moving through the duh the way we want to because it's duh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that got a little heady though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, just... Just breathe back into your body. I'll see that. That was a lot. I think the next segment of my discussion with Jared might be my favorite because it ties in so seamlessly with this thread of a theme that's sort of coming out in this podcast of the patriarchy and how it affects masculinity and how it really affects men's mental health. Tomorrow, we are going to head back to India and explore a monastery near Dharamsala with Ethan. I really love that Jared's been talking about meditation and what his mind is doing during it because a big part of what Ethan was looking for in India were those places to experience more of himself in meditation and spiritual practices. And he talks about the way he was thinking about or experiencing the way he was meditating. I can't wait to share that with you this weekend, and I can't wait to share the rest of Jared's conversation on Monday and Tuesday. Until next time, we are sending you all the love, and then some more. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for exploring with me today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. We can do that at laurachristine.us. You'll find contact in the menu, or you can go to laurachristine.us slash contact, and you'll be taken right to it. Let's dive in a little deeper and see how fully we can flow with the duh. Thank you for being here. I would love to hear from you. Go to laurachristine.us to let me know your thoughts on this. And remember, as Rumi said, there are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Also, you can't fuck it up. I said that. Mm -hmm.